Welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where I've made it my mission to help beauty professionals, creative and independent entrepreneurs like you find the tools, inspiration, and motivation to unlock the abundant life you know you are meant to be living. Each week, you can expect epic guests and solo episodes sharing every tool, trick, and skill set I've learned on my own 20-year journey to grow and scale your life and business. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio, former salon owner turned beauty business mentor and crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur, here to share incredible stories and insight about how others got started and the unconventional path they took to get there. My goal is to inspire you to reach your business and life goals with confidence to achieve your dream life through creating non-negotiables and boundaries without sacrificing your personal well-being and relationships. I know firsthand how real burnout can be. So if you're ready to stop the overwhelm and get clear and focused, you're in the right place, babe. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Bergio. How are you guys today? I'm very excited to bring on this special guest. We literally were just laughing because we've been trying to put this on the books for probably a year. I was like, oh, it's been a couple months. She's like, no, it's been since like December. So that's good because when I asked her, how are you? She said, busy, but in a good way, not busy in like a, oh my God, my life is terrible way. And that's kind of what we're bringing to you guys today in this conversation. You're going to love it. So tune in and as always, tell us what you think at the end of the show. And if you can rate and review and share, that would mean the world to me. This is Kelly. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. We finally made this happen. I know. And I watched Kelly kind of from the beginning, like in the early stages, I should say of marketing and getting this, this, we'll tell you in a second business out there into the world. Um, and literally like kind of being a fly on the wall and not really being in your business, but seeing what you're doing and growing and like the things that you've worked through and had the challenge, all the things has been super inspiring. So that's for sure why I had to have her on the podcast, but Um, Kelly is the founder of Kayla Gray, which is a luxury line of clean fragrances. And y'all know how passionate I am about clean, non-toxic beauty right now. That's why I'm in the company I'm in also, but, um, you know, just getting to know Kelly over, you know, social media through, we've never met in real life, but through the combined efforts of us both joining a mastermind to learn more about business, learn how to start our own companies, Um, and to just be around like-minded people, that's kind of where I wanted to start this conversation. Like how has investing in yourself impacted you personally and your business? It's been huge. I think, um, especially for me as an entrepreneur, I had worked for large corporations for the last 17 years of my life. And so trying to figure out what I needed to do to make sure that me going out on my own and being an entrepreneur and starting my own business was successful was something that was very important to me. And to me, one of the ways to be successful is to understand my own strengths and weaknesses. Uh, And for me, putting myself through things like masterminds and just, you know, putting myself in a room with people who knew way more than I did um, on parts of business that I just knew I, I wasn't well versed in was the perfect way for me to quickly learn uh, what my strengths and weaknesses are both as a personality, as a person, but also what my strengths and weaknesses are in terms of business um, so that I'm able to invest in the areas that are my weakness and just kind of move that much quicker in my business that I would have been able to do if I was trying to do it on my own. Yeah. And when you say like, even just being in, in the container with other people doing their own business and stuff, that's like the number one thing that holds people back is they think they, they have to know all the things. 
before they yeah. can take action. It's like, let me go learn everything and then I'll do it. And it's like, I've watched you like and myself as well. Like, no, start doing the things and figure out what you're not good at, what you don't enjoy doing and where you need help. And then like, try to get the help. Yeah. I mean, you could spend 12 hours creating an email, right. Or you could hire somebody for minimal money to create 15 emails in the time <laughs> that it would take you to create one. You know, I learned extremely quickly early on that marketing was just not my thing. I was not good at it. I don't have the brain for it. And so I knew, and luckily I was still working full-time as I was building my side hustle, my dream business. So I, I did have funds available to be able to invest in people in order to help support me in areas of my weakness. But I learned very, very quickly the areas that I was just spending so much time on and getting so frustrated in, and it just wasn't a good use of my energy. Um, and mastermind was a huge, incredible opportunity for me to both meet people that could help me and also quickly help me learn where I needed to invest. Totally. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but that was like one of the biggest investments I made in myself personally at the start of this, which then it was like, is this real or not? Do you want to put skin in the game? Cause if you do like, this is going to prove it to yourself or not. And honestly, like through the hardships and through the hiccups and through the road bumps, like having already invested, I'm like, well, you're not turning back now. You better keep going you know, and it's yeah. like, there's no something to really be said about, like, I had never invested a large amount of money in myself ever. Yeah. And just yeah. like you said, even going through all of the craziness that we went through over the last year and a half to have like a group of people going through it with you was huge. It was huge. And I never, I never even knew that things like that were possible or out there for me. And so it was pretty exciting to kind of stumble upon that and realize that it was out there as a resource. Totally. And, you know, I, I think, having a, like a base to go back to and ask questions where you feel like, you know, you're not asking favors. You're literally, you've paid to ask these questions and be a part of these conversations. And for the networking portions of like who this helps you get in front of. And like, you know, I feel like you kind of can take some more ownership of like, Hey, no, I need help. And I paid to be here. So, Hey, listen to me. Yeah. It's yeah. You paid. You're not asking for a favor. Like you paid, you invested in this. You have expectations of what you were going to get out of it. And um, you know, if you don't ask for what you need, especially when you pay for something, then, you know, you're the one who kind of loses out at the end of the day. So for me, investing just gave me that much more confidence to really ask for what I needed. Totally. I love that. So let's dive into the, the business that you started. Like you were in corporate America, trucking along, having a regular old career, if you will, right. Probably doing well. Cause I know you yeah. and, um, where did this, did this passion project come from? So it came from a long, long time ago. So I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Um, I spent a ton of time outdoors growing up and I was always fascinated with the way that season changed and the newness that brought on every, every few months, whether it was like new flowers blooming or leaves changing colors, um, you know, or just the snow kind of blanketing the world in white. Like I was always really fascinated with nature and, but I was also very beauty obsessed. Like it was kind of a weird marriage of the two. I would spend all of my saved money on those fashion magazines that came out with the best of beauty articles and everything in it. Um, and, but the marrying of the two didn't come across to me until after my first job. So my first job was like my dream job. I landed um, a job as an assistant buyer in fragrances. Um, and I was in totally in heaven. I, I always tell this story because it, it was just so pivotal for me, but I remember standing in the fragrance closet. They had this huge closet just full of perfume bottles. I mean, it was like heaven to me in my early, early twenties. Uh, and I remember being in that closet and there was a, a scent called Demeter Tomato. Uh, Demeter was the name of the company um, and the fragrance was called Tomato. And I remember smelling that scent and it literally brought me back 
to a moment when I was younger, my mom's garden, eating her tomatoes. Like we would leave in the morning and go do all, you know, just get in trouble in the woods and all those things. And then come back and eat all of the things out of her garden and then leave. And I never, the, the connection between scent and memory had never been more tangible than at that moment. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur. And so I knew I always wanted to start my own business, but being an assisted buyer, like I just loved it so much. And I, I kind of grew my way up, you know, worked my way up in the corporate environment and retail. Um, and it was just became harder and harder to walk away from a steady paycheck, you know, from all of the different, you know, the promotions, the accolades, the, you know, pat on the backs from all of, you know, leadership and everything. It was very hard to walk away from that. Um, and it wasn't until I actually moved to Arizona in 2010 and for a job in corporate retail um, and met my husband in 2014. We got married in 2016 and we wanted to expand our family. So um, I found out I was pregnant in 2017, but I actually suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life um, as well as losing our first baby. Um, and it actually happened again in 2018. And it was really after those two moments uh, and a lot of therapy that I realized like life is short. Why am I, you know, expending all of this energy and time and, you know, not working for other people and not building the dream business that I've literally dreamt about my entire life. Um, so I started working on my new business and I knew I wanted to create a luxury line of clean fragrances because one thing that I was really frustrated about when I found out I was pregnant was that there was, I couldn't wear any of my perfumes anymore. I had no idea how toxic they were for me. I had no idea. Um, and I was kind of heartbroken over it. So I started working on the company um, and decided to name the company Kayla Gray because it was going to be the name of our first baby. Um, I really wanted a way to kind of honor the heartbreak that we went through by creating products that created memories for other people. Uh, so that's the backstory on Kayla Gray. And we just launched on Black Friday of 2020. Such an incredible story. And I remember when you told that story and I heard it for the first time, I was like, what an amazing story. Um, just the entirety of it, the, obviously the pain that you guys went through and the fact that you now have like a little legacy that gets to carry on through this little human that never got to come into the world. But yeah. that was probably the purpose of why you were pregnant in the first yeah. place was to birth yeah. this idea and to push you into doing something like that. It's like, man, when we go through really hard stuff, it is you, how do you see the light, right? How do you see purpose behind it? But um, you've created something so beautiful and I, nothing better than a, a company with a true heartfelt, like sole purpose story behind it. So um, I too was, I've been in the beauty industry for 20 years and really had no clue that the first um, ingredient in most stuff should not be something you a can't pronounce and B um, you know, you can start your barbecue with. So, you know, looking back, you know, and all the things that we've done are you know, uh, that are toxic and now being more aware of, you know, I think we're in that health conscious age where people do care a lot. Now yeah. they care what's going on their skin, in their mouth, on their body, like in their environment, all the things. Um, so how was it in production? Like putting a product together like this? Did you have a clue? I mean, I know you had history in buying, but like, where did you start with formulations and like being able to like navigate that world? Yeah. So I, I knew, like the side of perfumery that a buyer and that a customer sees, right? But I had never really dove into the whole product development side of it. And so I'm someone who just likes to learn and like absorb and just, I love to, you know, it's like a puzzle to me, like to figure out something and how to build something from nothing is super exciting to me. And so I knew that I needed to start to take some classes to kind of learn or talk to people who've been in the industry for decades 
um, to learn about the product and learn about how to develop the product to make sure that it's healthy for people. And so I started, I enrolled myself in some perfumery classes and I actually hired a couple of master perfumers as consultants for me to help me figure out how to build this company and build it in the right way. Um, and then I interviewed a bunch of different fragrance houses. So what I do in terms of formulation is that I have, I have a huge collection behind me of a bunch of different fragrance notes. And what I do is I put together different fragrance notes to create like a really beautiful fragrance um, combined of all of the different fragrance notes. And then I send that combination off to a perfume house, a fragrance house to cleanly formulate it for me to make sure it's stripped of all parabens, phthalates, any carcinogens, anything that could possibly hurt you um, is taken out of it. And then that clean fragrance oil is sent back to me to then put into production. Um, but it, it took a ton of interviewing um, to make sure that I understood what was healthy for people before I even started to think about starting this company. I just, there was no way after what I had been through that I could ever put a harmful product out there for other women to use. So I wanted to make sure that it was um, as clean as possible. That's amazing. And so what have you learned through this process? Like, I know we talked about investing and in, in asking for the help and, you know, just not quitting one thing before you started another, like having that support of the corporate job that you had in order to like get you through the early stages of investing in this new company. Like, you know, you see people all the time that are like, burn the boats. Like if you want to go all in on something like jump and it's like, okay, well that might be great. But if you don't really know what you're doing and you don't know what the investment's going to cost and how long something's going to take to like actually produce income, like how do you even like have the foresight to see where that's going to go and how long it's going to take you. Like what, what did that transition kind of look like? Yeah, it was, I knew um, just because I'd been in retail, I knew how expensive it was to start a product-based business. Um, you're sitting on inventory and whether, you know, the only way that you're going to ever make money is by moving that inventory. And so your initial investment in any product-based business is going to be pretty high and you're not going to see a return on that until six to nine to 12 months later, because you are putting so much money up front. And so for me, I'm, I have bills to pay, you know? And so I couldn't just, yes. okay. I, I have, we have bills to pay. So I couldn't just leave my full-time income and, you know, jump fully into a very expensive new business as well as pay my bills every month. And so for me, it was all about saving a chunk of money based off of what I was bringing in for my full-time corporate job. That, that money was then, like I said, filtered into product. I really dove into trying to find the correct marketing partners um, to get my name out there to help build, you know, that side of things that I knew that was not my skill set. Um, so for me, it was very, very, very important for me to continue my full-time job in order to fund my dream business. Um, and I, I think there's really and the main reason for that is A, I needed to pay my bills, but B, I think there's something to be said for having an abundant mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And so me still being able to bring money in for my full-time job helped me make much wiser decisions that I would have made had I been scraping by and, you know, had that scarcity mindset that if I don't sell, you know, 15 bottles of perfume this week, like I'm not going to be able to pay my marketing team. Like that was just not something that I wanted to operate in uh, because I would have made probably not the smartest decisions. And let's talk about that because I feel like that kind of mentality isn't talked a lot about the scarcity mentality and, and making choices in that mindset. Like I talk a lot about, you know, my non-negotiables, you know, I'm kind of like known for that. Um, and I always say like, when you're non-negotiables for me, I've always been, if you're new on this podcast, like are pre-decided like decisions or things that you've uh, made up 
when you're in an emotionally sound place versus a, oh my God, I can't pay the bills. I have to do this, this, and this in order to just like survive or live. Like that is not a way to operate. And I know many of us have probably been in situations like that. If you haven't had a corporate job where there's like a steady paycheck, if you're in an industry where, you know, you get paid by production or you get paid by how much service services you provide, um, you know, making decisions when you're in that like, ah, state is just probably the worst thing you could possibly do. Because like you said, you're going to come from such a low frequency, like being able to know that there was like a time stretch where I'm not going to have to do this forever. I'm not going to have to build two businesses or do two things at once, but that this one's going to help me feel confident about this one. Um, and this obviously took probably longer than you expected it to take to get going. I mean, I feel like everything we think is going to happen overnight. Can you give some realistic expectations of like, if someone's interested in starting a small product line themselves, like what would that even look like time-wise? Yeah, I think it depends on the area. You know, I mean, there's, there's companies that you can start fairly quickly. Um, if you are creating something that somebody's already created, mm. um, you know, because there's kind of business models out there that you can literally pick up and run with. Sure. Uh, if it's an, if it's a product that is very new with, with in formulation, or it's like a really new innovative idea, it's going to take you a few years to get that business off the ground. Um, and even once you launch the business, I think there's something that people think you launch a business and then you just have to continue marketing, you know, to continue to grow your customer base. But it's hard if you think about most product based launches or launches, period, is that first initial launch, you're going to do well, you know, because you, you've got all the hype and you've got all of your friends and family purchasing and, you know, everybody's excited about the product, but then things kind of die down a little bit. And then you have the people that are truly new to you and your business that you need to continue to grow. So it's that true customer base that doesn't know anything about you. So your friends and family and their purchases are, have kind of pushed aside and you really need to build your business from the ground up. Um, and so for me, I always tell people that are starting product-based businesses, your business really starts after your launch mm. um, to kind of, you know, as great as that launch is and as exciting as it is to kind of, you know, to be in that, in that excitement and that part of that phase of your business, it really is about, okay, once those dollars are pushed aside, how do you really grow your base business? Um, and it takes time. It's, you know, it's about consistency, being consistent, showing up consistently, having a consistent product, asking for feedback. Um, it takes time. All of it takes a lot of time. So just be patient. Yes. And I, I think we like, what's that saying? You always overestimate what you can do in a day and the year that, what is that? I can't remember <laughs> how that goes, but it's so true because I think people get so stumped and so, um, frustrated or let down when things don't happen quickly. And, it's, you know, I think if you're, you know, 35 and 40 and over, you, you realize things take time. But I think the yeah. younger generation, that's such instant gratification for things to pop off or explode or blow up. And you see somebody go from nothing to a millionaire on YouTube. And you're like, well, why am I having to work so hard and struggle with something? Um, yeah. But I think anything needs a solid foundation. And I feel like that's really the work that you put into when, when you started to really cultivate this and grow the business. Um, I, I just have so many questions because like a dream of mine has always been to start my own product line. And I wonder if people listening have aspirations of starting their own product line or tool line, you know, if you're in the industry, like there's so many things you can create that can be your own. Um, the salon that I'm working for now or with now, she, the other day we were there and she has these color trays and they hold the color bowls and she goes, oh yeah, I'm in production to make some, I ordered, I'm, I got a designer and, and I'm doing this with these people in China. And, and I said, well, that's fucking cool. Good for you. Like, She's like, we invested this set. And I was like, that's all it takes is you to see something that you can make better too. I mean, that's really like, let's be honest. I, I want to say almost everything's been invented at this point. 
Yeah. But if there's something that you use or that you're passionate about, or you really can get behind and gets you excited and you've thought about starting something like there are, so, sounds like there's resources. I wouldn't even think that there's like a perfume, like making school or play, but there's literally something for anything you can dream up or think of um, yeah. resources and people you can ask questions on. So if you're dreaming of doing something like just start getting more curious and asking questions and investing in classes and you know, I think for business 101, if you didn't go to school for business, and even if you did like business, let's say you went to college 10, 15 years ago, that you will be so far behind on all the things you need to know now with marketing, with social media, with emails, with all the things that we've had to like learn how to do. I didn't speak any of that language. So, you know, putting yourself around people that can help you get to your dream is like the way to do it. So how did you go about building a team? Is it just you running everything or you've hired people now doing marketing and whatnot? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I try to mix of different things. Um, to, to go back to your last point, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said be curious um, to start a product, any product based business, you have to be curious, you have to learn. So let, and there's really two ways to start a product based business There's something that is out is not out there in the market that you see there's a need for and there's something that you're just super passionate about. And you yeah, there may be like there's a billion fragrance companies out there, right, but I did it anyway because my fragrances are going to be different and my company is going to be different than what everybody else is doing out there. And I think that I only need a tiny bit of market share to be successful. I don't need to have the Chanel market share out there. Um, you know, I can make my mark on the world in a different way. And so it is like starting a product-based business is about being curious. It's about Googling. How do I create a, you know, I, I don't even know what word you just said, a hair color bin, you know, and it's like literally just diving in and like researching and learning and then seeing someone's name pop up and then reaching out to that person to ask if they have any knowledge in this area or hiring somebody else who has started their own product-based business to be a coach for you. There's so many different ways that you can kind of go about it. Um, in terms of team, I've tried a lot of different things. Um, I've tried hiring a virtual assistant. I've tried hiring local assistant. Um, I've tried, um, hiring a PR company. I've tried hiring marketing company. And so for me, trying out a whole bunch of different people and companies helped me learn, like I said earlier, like what my strengths and weaknesses are and where I was spending my time that it wasn't the best use of my time. I'm the visionary of the, of the company. I'm the one who needs to be out there telling people, shouting from the rooftops, what my company is about talking about the story behind the brand and why our brand is different than other brands out there. So that's where my time is best spent. It's not best spent creating batch social media. Um, and so I knew that I needed to hire in that area and hire people that can do things way more beautifully than I can. I mean, the company that I use, I use a marketing company that manages my social media today and the, the reels and the videos and the content that they create, I would never be able to come up with this beautiful stuff. I just wouldn't, I have the vision and I tell them the vision and they produce it so beautifully. Um, and it saves me a ton of time and, you know, we get a ton of beautiful, positive feedback from it. And so for me, I think as a product-based business, the areas to invest in first are always production and inventory. Um, so packing, shipping, fulfilling orders, because it's just not the best use of your time. And then things that just take a ton of time that you don't enjoy um, and are taking you away from being the face of your business. And so for me, that was, you know, batching and doing social media things. That's awesome. So that's a great first step. So if you guys are curious about starting something of your own, whether it's super small, like we have so many tools um, that we use as hairdressers that could be recreated, combs, clips, brushes, 
blow dryers, curling irons and products too. So I know for me, what's held me back to in the past is there's already 9,000 product lines, but at the end of the day, they're not all clean. They're not all this or that. And then the second thing that holds me back is someone else is already doing it better than I ever could. But, you know, it's reminding yourself that I don't have to be Chanel out of the gate. Like, and even if I had a tiny sliver of that market share, like I could still be highly successful and still make my mark in that, in that world. Right. Um, So I hope this empowered you guys to think bigger and to think what else could I be doing and using your expertise in one thing to help you create something else. It's like, such a beautiful thing. Or if you're interested in something that has nothing to do with what you're working on, like get around people who are doing it and don't be afraid to ask the questions and get the help. Like that's the number one thing I think is strong women, as strong humans. If there's guys listening to this too, like, you know, asking for help is a superpower. It is a strength and it is something, the more you do it, the easier it gets. Um, and just owning that if you don't know something, like somebody knows it, like go find who they are and, and yeah. people want to help people. So that's yeah. why people create podcasts like this to bring more information to you. And um, that's why YouTube is a fucking massive, you know, billion trillion dollar industry because people want to learn things. Um, so I think, I think getting really curious has just always been like my forte and like yeah. you remembering that, like, what am I good at and staying in the visionary mode? Cause I think like a lot of creatives and they've got something on their mind. They think, like I said earlier, they got to figure out how to do it all. And yeah, I've learned my strength and weaknesses over the year years too, as to what I, I like to do and what I don't, because if you're stuck doing a bunch of things that you don't enjoy, that don't bring you joy, you're going to think you don't want the, the big thing. Right. But really you do, you just shouldn't be responsible for all the little details. No company runs on its own with one person. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think another way that I found a ton of resources when I first started, I listened to a ton of podcasts, like women founded podcasts like yours, or there were some other podcasts out there that I started about women starting businesses. And like, I would listen and if they were talking to an expert, I'd write that expert down. And then I would dive into that, you know, experts IG page or website, and then they would be talking about some other expert. And so then I would go to their page and kind of learn what they were about or, I would join like all of the different small business networking groups that were here in Arizona and Phoenix. And, you know, even if somebody wasn't doing anything similar to mine, most likely they knew where to get good labels or like where they could get packaging and, or what PR company they were using, or do they have a connection to a media outlet that I could get a 10 second spot on TV? Like almost everybody that you come in contact with has probably has some way to help you in your new business. It's just, like you said, being bold enough to ask the questions and being curious enough to understand how their business runs and how that can correlate to your new business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just spent a ton of time networking and just talking to people uh, to learn where I could, you know, cut corners is not the right word, but where I could shortcut the time that I was spent, you know, doing the learning curve. Yes. So, thank you. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the learning curve. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's why like, you know, hiring coaches and mentors and getting around people who know people, it's like, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't have a clue to help you with start this company, but I know people who do. And so when you hire people, you also get their network, which is why, like you said, going down the rabbit hole of like, okay, she mentioned this person. And then that's like networking is so key. And I never really like invested as much time as I have lately in, in getting around groups and like, because you never know what the next opportunity or door or business bestie or life bestie or whomever you may meet by putting yourself out there in the world. And so, you know, that's selfishly why I started the podcast. So I could have excuses to have 45 minute hour long conversations with epic women like you. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a win-win for everybody. And I get to tell more people about your amazing products. So what's the vision for the company and where are you guys at right now? 
So the vision for the company is we have four core scents that are out right now. Um, All of our things, by the way, sorry to interrupt you. She literally sent me a sample of four and she's like, pick one that you want and I'll send you a bottle. I was like, I can't pick one. (laughs) I would wait a day and then I'd spray that. I'm like, "Mm, okay, I think I like the other one better. And then, no, I was like, God, I was like a kid in a candy store. You're like, just pick one. (laughs) I love that. That's the best feedback I can get. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So we have our four core scents. So those will be around forever and we'll have those forever in roller balls, full-size perfumes and candles. Um, but right now what we're working on is seasonal scents. So every quarter I'm going to have a new release for a seasonal scent and they're going to be limited edition, one production run and they're gone, um, which I'm super excited about to kind of keep the line fresh, yeah. uh, fresh and new. And then we're also working on some ancillary products. Um, and what I mean by that is we're working on creating some bath and body products that will um, go along with the rest of our line. Uh, so yeah, so we're working on some line expansion in both scents and products. And our first um, our first two scents will be coming out in October of 2021. And I'm extremely excited about it. The first one is like a really sexy, um, like fallish scent. And then the, la- the second one that we're releasing is totally my version of what the holidays and Christmas and um, you know, those, those, that, those, that time with your family smells like in the middle of winter. Uh, so I'm super excited to release all those. How fun. I love that. I think, you know, a lot of lines come out with different scents over the years and then they may have a couple of core things, but I think that's going to set you apart because people love seasonal stuff. And I mean, I know I do. I think that's so fun and warm and yummy. Like some, that's, I think why I was having a hard time picking a scent out of the four, like knowing those four will be around. I don't have to pick, I guess now Yeah, Uh, I can just order all of them, but it's funny because in some modes you feel like you want to smell sexy and sometimes you want to smell fresh and clean. And sometimes you want to smell like Christmas. So I love that there's going to be options. And I think having people just love options. That's yeah. And I feel like one thing that I'm really, um, educating is not the right word, but one of the things that's so fun about fragrance is layering too. And so like, I want our seasonal fragrances to be able to be layered on top of our core scents so that you can kind of create your own signature scent. Um, that's actually one of the reasons I created one of our uh, fragrances called Petals is because I love, there was this one fragrance that I just loved so much, but it was so, florals can be so heavy and so strong. And so I would always spritz that and I would mix it with like this other scent that smelled like clean laundry to me. Um, and so basically I just made my own signature scent and people would always ask me what I was wearing. And I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to create my own, which is a mix of all of these other scents. And so I did. And so I think there's something so fun to be able to have like your core, your favorite scent, and then just layering things on top of it seasonally. Um, because your nose kind of gets used to scents after a while. Like it, you kind of, a lot of times you don't even fully smell it anymore. Uh, and so by mixing it up and adding, you know, different things seasonally, just totally like brings that sense brand new back to you every single time. So I'm super excited about it. I love that. And I mean, as hairdressers, we know something about cocktailing. We cocktail products together to yeah. make them to be what we want. And like, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, now I have my fragrance person for when I design my own product line for hair care. Yeah. What if we had seasonally smelling shampoo that was like actually yeah. clean and non-toxic? I'm like- yeah. You know, and that's again the power of putting yourself and getting out there and meeting people. So I'm so proud of you. I think this is so incredible. All the success you guys have had. You guys have to go check out Kayla Gray. You have to try the product. She has the smaller roller ones. You can take all the scents um, and play with them and see how they smell on you. Um, And they also make great gifts. The packaging is beautiful and the story is even more beautiful. Kelly, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a good time with you today.
where can people find you mostly on Instagram or are you marketing? Everything's like linked on there. We can probably just put that all in the show notes. Yeah. So, um, you can find us on Instagram. Our, our handle is Kayla Gray Co. So C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y-C-O. And then our website is kaylagray.com. So C-A-Y-L-A-G-R-A-Y.com. Um, yeah. So come, come find us, check us out. Yes. And go shopping and tell Kelly, I sent you. So we will see you guys on the next episode. And remember, get curious, ask questions. If there's something on your heart that you want to bring out into the world, like start finding people you can ask the questions because if Kelly hadn't asked the questions, she wouldn't have the company. If I didn't ask questions, I wouldn't have figured out how to like start my own stuff either. So um, don't let the fear of not knowing things hold you back and get out there and take some action and tag us in your, in your um, curious questions, because we would love to help share our network with any of you listening to that's women empowering women. I know that's what you're all about too, Kelly. That's why I think you're just amazing. So we will see you guys on the next episode of Beauty Inspires Beauty. Until next time, take care.